This is CliffCentral.com. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Living It Up with Lerato Shabalai only on Cliff Central. I am so excited to start uh, the show today. This is our first a show on Cliff Central. We are on every Wednesday from 10 until 11. We are talking lifestyle. We're talking real estate. We're talking property. We're talking ownership. We're talking hash, hashtag bring back our land. Okay, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I have the one and only Rally Mam Pewule here with me and I am so excited. Welcome. Thank you, Lorado. This show wouldn't happen without you. So I wanted to first start off with you. And um, in the, over the next coming uh, shows and few weeks, we'll be talking to different people in real estate and property. And um, I've interviewed you before. So yes. <laughs> I'm excited uh, to start a new conversation with you. I, I, I'm not alone, though. I'm with somebody that you guys also know. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Tetstow, how are you doing? I'm good and you good. I'm good, good. It's 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 nice to actually be back. Yes. In the stew. Refreshing, right? Exactly. Oh yeah. So if you are um interested in real estate in being a, a property mogul, this is the show to listen to. This is the show to listen to. In fact, um Riley is my first guest because he has been kind enough to sponsor this show. So the reason why I'm here is because of Riley Mampe Willow Property. So I'm quite excited to be chatting to him. So Riley, we have each other for an hour. Okay. <laughs> so what I want to start with, before we tell people your amazing story, I want to start with when you were a little boy. What this is what what I didn't ask you the first time I interviewed you. What did you want to do with your life? Like, who did you want to be? What did you want for yourself? Um. Well, thanks, Lorado, for having me in the show. Uh, when I was young, like any in general, most of us when we meet doctors and lawyers, that's what we want to become. So initially, um, I wanted to become an attorney. Mm. Really? And, um, unfortunately, real estate's got a bit of um, an element of law. So yes. I'm definitely enjoying a bit of that within the real estate industry. So what happened? When did the, when did the, 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 the thing change? The well, plan change? Well, the plan changed. So I was in, uh, um, in matric. Or oh, grade nine going to mid, uh, what, did they, what did they call it? Uh, grade, yeah, yeah. grade 12, <laughs> right? Like grade, 12. Last three years, grade 11 right? going to grade 12. Can I just say, Riley and I are 37. <laughs> so we were there during the standard time. <laughs> but, but so when I was in grade 11 going to grade 12, I was fortunate enough to have been uh, closer to um, a real estate mogul by the name of Chaz Everett. And um, so I met his son and 
you know, during those times, these are the times where you meet people, you ask lawyers, you ask doctors, what does your industry entails? What do you do in the industry? How much money you make? Yes. And um, so I met this young man called Paul Everett and uh, I spoke to him about the industry. He then mentioned to me the beauty about the passive income of the industry. Yes. And obviously the numbers that you can make. So that's when I started to fall in love with the, with the industry. Yeah. And... Um, a year later, when I was uh, studying for my BCom with UNISA part-time, and I decided to do that because there was an opportunity for me to get into real estate straight after matric. Mm. So so I went out there and I worked as an assistant estate agent and um, to where I am now. And I will tell you where Riley is now. If you uh, Google uh, real estate moguls in South Africa, <laughs> he's one of the top five searches that come up. Mm. So th- that's where he is right now. But I don't want us to focus too much on that. I want us to focus on the journey of how uh, you you got here. Because a lot of people focus on the end result. You know, they focus on the the cash money, the houses. But before you got there, you grafted. I mean, you sold Boravos Rolls on the side of the road. Wow. Did you, when you were, when you were standing on the side of the street studying and, (laughs) and working, were you, did you have a vision in your mind of where you wanted to be. I mean, were the people you were, you had around you thinking, I want to be like that. I want to have this. I mean, cause all of us visualize. People tell you to visualize. Yeah. So it was quite interesting, Narada. That story, um, you know, I said it in passing, but actually now when I look back, it's a story that actually makes me to feel humble about where things are now. So, um, so while I was busy doing my BCom with UNISA, um, I saw an opportunity that I had a bit of time to be able to establish something for myself. So most of us as entrepreneurs, you dream, you know, mm. dreaming, even if it means that you must st- sell stock suites at schools, that's part and parcel of you wanting to do something for yourself. Exactly. So, so I used to take my sister to drop them off at school here in four ways. And I saw that the Kalami R20, uh, I can't remember the road, but it's on, on Kalami that, there were a lot of vehicles that were passing there. And I thought, you know what? During lunchtime, sometimes I'm with my sisters. I didn't have time to eat lunch. I said, it would have been great if there was a drive through here. And during those times, we didn't have a lot of drive throughs in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But um, I decided that I'm going to have a stall on the side and sell a bit of those rolls. And I made good money. That could help me to, to, to pour petrol for me to be able to, to do marketing for real estate. As I said, I was also working part-time as an estate agent. So sometimes it takes a bit of time from sale to the day that you actually get your money paid in the real estate industry. So I needed to complement it with the, with a bit of a cash flow. So I really enjoy that. And, um, wow, it was no. very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people listening. Okay. So you see, there, there have been articles all over the place about how much of land belongs to who in South Africa. I mean, I was looking at the stats, uh, over the past couple of days. And that is sort of like white people own 47% of, of the land. And then the other stats that say black South Africans own 92% of the land. And then the question that I ask myself is, but where? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we may own 92%, but where, where, where is it? And, yeah. and, and that's where I started getting interested because 
um, in, in, in real estate because one of the things you like to say, and this is really Riley's pair of lines, so we've already painted it, I don't even try, <laughs> <laughs> is that you don't necessarily need money to make money in, in, in real estate. Real estate yeah. And so whenever I say that to people, when I've been telling people about our podcast coming up, um, uh, people have been saying, what does he mean? What does that actually mean? There's no such thing. And in a country where there's inflation and all these things, Riley, contextualize what you mean. So, so, so you will see that, um, there's a couple of things that, uh, happens in the country. So I'm not going to go and bore you with the statistics of who owns who, what in South Africa. Yeah. Um, most of people are familiar with that, but the whole concept that says, and by the way, there's, there's going to be a book coming up called, um, you do not need money to make money in real estate. Yes. So if, if you just imagine yourself in South Africa, you're allowed to sell anything as long as if you can be able to pass transfer at the end of the day. Right. So I can sell the whole of South Africa if I want to to, to you, Lorato, <laughs> as long as if I'll be able to pass transfer without owning it. Yes. Okay. So I'll just give an example. So when I was uh, studying the real estate industry, I had a developer who wanted to sell 60 units um, and I was an estate agent. So I went on the side and I stood there under the umbrella and I realized that actually there's a demand for this 60 units. So I then decided that I'm going to go buy this whole development. So imagine a developer there, there's a multi-millionaire developer. the spot to do that. You know, so I said, look, I'm going to offer you 28 million rand for the whole development. And I knew that I can be able to sell it for at least 34 million rand. Wow. So within, a sp- and I said to him, you need to give me 90 days for me to give you guarantees. So I called different people that I know and I said, would you like to make money in real estate? So I had a lot of investors coming over the weekend and I sold. So I said to Lorato, Lorato, I can make you own four units. This was during the good times where with your own salary, you could be able to buy four units. Yes. And yes. a lot of people wanted to come to real estate. So I then sold those four units to a Lorato, a Jawi and different people. Yeah. And I used those different guarantees to go and give the 28 million rand guarantees to the developer. But the sale value was at about 34 million rand. So at 21, one made, you can do the numbers. One made money. So those are some of the examples. You were 21. Yes. I feel like such an <laughs> underachiever. Like oh, such tell a me about it. So, so, so that's what you mean. You so mean, that's what I mean. So, so, so imagine yourself now where, where, where in this instant, what has happened? I did not have to put any down payment. All you had to do is to make sure that you listen to hear who wants to buy property and who wants to sell property right. and put the thing together and that's it. So, Damn. you know, really for a lot of people, they think, okay, but you are already in real estate. So if I'm not, if I'm Jabu from somewhere, how do I even listen, learn? You know, that's what you said. You need to listen. How do I even, where do I start? If I'm just listening to this podcast, by the way, you can catch us on cliffcentral.com every Wednesday from uh, 10 until 11. So where would people start? Well, let me tell you something. I mean, just look at even students. You know, students can get into an apartment where you're studying in Pretoria. Right. And you can go and buy an apartment whereby somebody owns that apartment and actually they, 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 they probably don't have a bond on it. Mm. What you could possibly do is you go there and say, look, I'll lease this apartment and you then get four or five students that you can stay with in an apartment. So each of them pay you some kind of an amount. You take that money, you put it into your, uh, into your bank account. I can tell you that after three to six months, the bank can see that you're actually having an income that is coming. And you pay your landlord 
but also because you're getting an income on a monthly basis, the bank can be able to start lending you money that you can start into buying units that you can rent them out to students. You see, when when you say it like that, it it sounds <laughs> so so doable, right? Yeah. It doesn't sound like this insurmountable uh, thing that you absolutely cannot, you know, cannot do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who are who are going to be listening to this uh, show and throughout, we're going to be talking about different ways you can get into real estate, whether it is commercial or residential. But all of us are capable. Of making a success of ourselves and actually being a part and owning <laughs> and owning uh, real estate, right? Precisely. Yeah. So when you found yourself at 21 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all that money, do you remember what you did with it? Because we must talk about some fun things. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, when you're 21, Will Smith, Will Smith made so much money with the Fresh Prince. He blew, I think he blew like two million, and he was broke. I mean, did yeah. you? So, were so, you, did you wild out? So, so as you know, most of us at that age, what do you expect? So car. obviously, you go, you buy the fancy cars, and you do all of that. But fortunately enough, I mean, I've made mistakes. I've made money. I've lost money. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I get weary when entrepreneurs tell me that they've never lost money because it sounds like it's just a game. You can learn from other people, but you're bound to find yourself in some corner that you have to find yourself out of it. So, yes, I enjoyed myself. I had a good time. But what I did, I used the money, obviously, to buy the fancy cars, but use the fancy cars to get more business. Because yes. when I rocked up at Lorato's house and I want to sell <laughs> her house, she sees me in a nice, I think then, I don't know what cars were there, but I mean, I think I bought like one of those convertible Mercedes-Benz SLK. Yes. And uh, that was still hot, you know, with, yes. a, hot, with okay. a hot top, you know. <laughs> and when I get to your house and I say, hey, my name is Riley Mampel, I'd like to sell your townhouse. You're going to take me serious because, yeah. you know, um, you think this is a successful estate agent. So any success, people want to work with successful people. So I've used the fancy cars to actually get more business during those times when I was young. Now we're talking a different story now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what I love uh, uh, when Riley says it's a different story now. He's, 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 he's less flashy, but you know, it's still in there. I, I still just got want, it. <laughs> still got it. And I just want to remind you that Living It Up with Lerato Shabella is brought to you by Rally Properties. You can go to www.rally R-A-L-I uh, dash uh, M-A-M-P-E-U-L-E dot C-O dot Z-A to get more information. So now you haven't only made sure that you benefit your, yourself. Mm. Throughout time, you, you've also, um, established a learnership. What was the core uh, thing for you starting the, the, the learnership? Yeah. So, so you can imagine this is an industry that we have less than 10% black participation and it's been like that for, for sure. more than 15 years probably now. So one of the things that, um, in 2006 and seven, I won the South African property professional of the year award. And I'd give uh, you a hand clap. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> and as part of me giving back, I created a, a learnership that is called the Rally Mampelu Learnership. And basically, what we were doing there was to bring new blood into the old vein of the real estate industry. 
And um, essentially we're giving sponsorship and we still do give sponsorship to anyone who might be interested into getting to real estate because now we formalize the industry. It's got its own uh, education that you can actually study real estate. There's about two or three universities in South Africa now that are actually teaching real estate. So we sponsor students that want to do that. Um, You know, obviously I do a lot of mentoring and speaking and, and meeting people to help them to get into the industry. So we are all on the drive to make sure that we've got more black ownership in the country it must be done in a proper way because if we just do it from political point of view, we might find ourselves probably in a way where Zim is now. So there are other ways that we can really buy back the blog. What's the song? Yeah, you got to buy back the blog. So it is. I mean, you know, yesterday I was at Maboning in Johannesburg and I looked at that prison. I said, it's amazing, it's beautiful. But let's just be honest. Again, it's still a group of white people, people. Yes, yes, that have yes. changed that thing. And that saddens me to say we need to get more black people getting involved in this opportunities. And there are ways to get involved. As I said, you do not need money to buy, to be, to own real estate. So ten, less than 10%. I mean, when you think about that realistically, black people make up about 80% of the, of the population. Mm. And yet, there's less than 10% of black people participating in real estate. Why? Are we not interested? Like, what's the reason? I mean, you can imagine, Lorato, it's not only the sector where there are, there are, there's less black participation. There's other sectors like mining and others. However, specifically talking about real estate, obviously there was a law where black people were not allowed to own real estate. But also most black people we owned houses in the homelands in the townships yeah. and uh you know there's a culture of, of saying that no we're not going to sell our house but we need to start looking at real estate as an investment not only a place where you sleep and you've got your ancestors and all of that there are opportunities for you to be able to build family wealth through real estate if you look at soweto alone soweto is worth couple of billions mm. and mm. it's unbonded uh, unbonded so meaning that they don't have bonds so you'll see most of our grandmothers had a home in Soweto and it's a forum e- either they got it during their apartheid time or some of them have extended actually borrowed money with the bank but they've paid off because it would have been 20 years later yes that becomes an asset where now if Lorato takes over that house as a family home there's an asset that is worth four or five hundred million sometimes. You can then borrow that money and actually go start business with mm. that four hundred thousand to create jobs and opportunities. So black people are sitting on billions of rands that are unbonded. So if you look at most of the white areas and property assets that are owned by white people, they are mostly geared, meaning that there's bond on them. So they use that for, for, to gear themselves up to make sure that they can have cash flow to be able to activate other opportunities. Mm. So we need to start looking at real estate in that point of view. I mean, one of the things we're going to talk about next month around sort of Heritage Day is, uh, houses in the townships that are, in fact, you said you've got a lot of properties that you'll, you'll, you'll be able to show us and people can go to our Facebook page, which is Living It Up with Lerato Shabalala and look at these properties next month. But, 
when you think about it in realistic terms, these days you can also make money off that forum property. Think of people in Dubai, in Fulo, around those precincts where there's a lot of uh, international people coming to visit. You can turn the house into a guest house if if you want to make money of it. You can rent it out as an Airbnb house. And so when people come to Mandela's house or Desmond Tutu's house or you know anywhere around Vilagazi Street. They can sleep over at your, at your place. There are many other things that we can do. And I feel, as you say, that we're sleeping on a gold mine. I mean, I wasn't aware that, uh, so it was, is, is worth yeah, that I mean, many billions. Know. I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah. deep. No, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a situation where we really have to capitalize on it. And like you're saying, I mean, um, I mean, properties now in the townships are quite expensive. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to your show next time when you're speaking about um, township properties. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think it'll be interesting <laughs> because you know why? Because I think a lot of people uh, undervalue uh, property in, in townships. A lot of people kind of think, oh, it's the hood. No, it doesn't, you know. It doesn't mean anything, but with the population growing and growing all the time, it's another way for you to make money is to use the family home instead of squabbling over it. And you know, us black people, we're always squabbling over the family home. Instead of doing that, let's just agree as families to, to actually make it an, an, an investment, mm-hmm. right? And we just don't, do, do you think that we as a, as a, People struggle with investment because we think loads of papers and banks and do you think that's why we struggle with investment or it's just a lack of information? I think mainly it's a lack of information, but you will know that a lot of the financial sector has sort of before they that close up on black people coming in. I mean and that's why it's important that they should be black owned businesses that are, you know, either the stock exchanges or the banks that are black owned because a lot of uh, people actually get frustrated with the financial institutions. So let me give an example. A lot of young people who are busy earning 20,000, 30,000 rand a month, when they go and apply for a home loan, yes. in most cases they get declined on the basis that the, the, uh, the, the financial sector says that you need to have 30% of that to be able, of your salary to be able to pay your bond. And they use all these jargons at the back engine that actually at the end of the day decline you. But you go and you apply for a GTI. They give you the a money. Week later, they give you the money because the financial sector is designed in that manner that it's easy for the banks to give you a finance for a GTS. Uh, what do you GTI. call that? Sorry, GTI. GTI. Sorry. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> not the Porsche. But, but, um, but, but, but they cannot give you money for a home loan. That's yeah. sad. So those are some of the things that we need to look at because once you get that GTI, I can tell you now that a month or three months later, if you haven't increased your salary, even if you're now ticking the boxes of the stuff that you needed to tick, the banks are going to tell you that no, you are over indebted. Now you are paying for this car and it's going to be difficult for you to sell the car to go buy a house. Now you end up renting. You know, so there are ways that we need to look at it. And I'm saying with the new financial institutions that are coming in, we need to really look at that to say, let's allow young people to be able to first buy a home. And now you can use Uber to go to school because obviously a car is not an investment. No, it's not. But it depreciates can, the it moment yeah. it leaves the loss. Exactly. So you rather have a home loan and later on when you get an increase, then you can be in a position where you can be able to buy the nice car. Yeah. So that's how the system is designed. I mean, I've seen it in real life because I used to sell houses to people and 
and they just couldn't get a bond. And the next time he passes by, said, well, I want to rent and he's coming a brand new car. And yeah, and you know, so uh, why that touches me? So um, a lot of people are going to ask and, and, and say to me, well, how come um, you uh, are interested in property? And the reason why I bought my first property when I was 24, my, my, my parents were very much like, we didn't own anything. We didn't have anything. And we don't want you to have a fancy car and mm. not have a good place to live. Mm. Okay. And one mm. of the things I realized is that people congratulated me. Like I had mm. done this amazing thing and found a cure for cancer. Wow. When the truth of the matter is that it was an investment for me and it allowed me a couple of years later to buy my second house before I turned 30. Mm. And if, if I learned anything is it's that a lot of people are scared when they see Numbers, 20 years, you know, when you're signing that bond, yeah. it says yeah. 25 years and you just <laughs> see your life yeah. uh, passing you by. But I started realizing that investing in property was important and that when you have a good place, when you roll up in the car, mm. Then you feel good. It's, it's not the other way around. You know, when you roll up in the, in the GTI, but you know, and you've no seen crib. those memes, but no crib. Yeah. And it, it's, 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 it's sad for us because you kind of think this, I didn't realize how much the banks have to, have to do with it. Can you get around that? How do you get around it? Because a lot of people are saying the National Credit Act ever since it was passed made it incredibly difficult for, for people. And obviously it, 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 it happened during that time after the, the boom, you know, the boom was from 2000 to 2006. And yeah. then there was the crisis. Yeah. The financial crisis. Yeah. So what we've done, I mean, there's a couple of, um, we've got the property charter. We've got the South African black property practitioners, associations who and other financial uh, sector groups that are busy or have given written submission to the NCR to basically say, read, look at this whole thing of um, the NCA mm. where, where, where exactly what I mentioned earlier on happens mm. where, you know, it's easy to buy a car versus buying your home. So hopefully there'll be some sort of changes that needs to happen so that the bank can start talking to the mass and let the mass be able to own properties. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly, that's exactly what we, what we all want. Um, you're tuned into, uh, Cliff Central. If you are just tuned in for the first time, my name is Lerato Shabala. This is our podcast uh, on every Wednesday from 10 until 11. Remember that the show is brought to you by Rally Properties. Uh, Rally is an R-A-L-I and the man is here himself, um, with me. I wanted to ask you, Rally, about the practicalities of looking at uh, real estate and not being scared when you go into boardrooms and you're like the 1%. <laughs> um, how important is it for you to bring other people who look like you to the table? Because, you know, there's this perception that... A lot of black people, when they get to the top, they kick the ladder down and then they wave goodbye to the people at the bottom. <laughs> like, see ya! And, um, you have consciously, um, decided not to do that. What's the driver? Why can't you just, like, enjoy the, you know? Well, Lorata, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the little success that we have currently, but at the same time, um, you know, like anywhere in the country, you can't be the only one driving in a Rolls Royce 
in uh, in waterfall because everybody's going to put a gun on you and take the car so yeah. they can sell that car to buy food. Yeah. So I think in general as a country we all need to give back and make sure that we can help people to join our different industries that we we all involve in. That's how we need to help each other. So but I'm in a game where I'm a property developer so I've got both commercial, real estate and industrial assets and the same people that you can help today to get into the industry to make money are the same people that can come tomorrow and buy. So when we do our talks, mm. so you will see now we we've just started a new thing it's called the um, the uh, I think we, I think we call it the Rally Property Club. Okay. And the whole concept about the Rally Property Club, it has to do with us educating young people because I spoke here on on radio now about all this things that sound all tricky that you can buy the development without any money you can buy this without any money but we actually take it further to train you to say how do you do it mm. and once we've trained you that's empowering you and when we've got developments you can come and buy some of our units so giving back it help you help yourself as well you see this is why i think it's it's so important for you to be here in studio chatting to me because even though the show is sponsored by you you do things over and above you know what? Yeah. You could just easily, as you say, waterfall, driving yeah. the Porsche, <laughs> forgetting the people, but you bring people in. So is there a criteria to be part of the Rally Property Club? So, so what will happen is that we, 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 we in summer, just now in summer, we're going to be going on a road show. Um, probably we'll tell Lerato as well on a show. She might announce <laughs> it Uh-oh. so that people can get to know about it and yep. join the club. But basically, it's not as college, it's nothing. It's basically just talk shows where we talk about how to get into the real estate industry. How do you make money in real estate without using your money or without using money? So, um, so that's up and coming where we're going to be doing, uh, the different, um, drive show throughout the nine provinces and training people on how to get into real estate as investors. I mean, you should have a halo around you. You're, 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 you're doing such great things. So you need to just go to Rally, R-A-L-I, uh, is it a dash? <laughs> yes, it is yeah. a dash. M-A-M-P-E-U-L-E dot C-R dot Z-A to find out more about how you can join the Rally, Rally Property Club, but as well as the learnership, which is a, a, a huge, uh, part of, 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 of what you do. So, what are the trends that we can look forward to uh, this year? You know, so one of the, my, I have a book called The Way I See It, which, um, um, turned one just last month. And thank you very much. It's a bestseller. We have sold all 6,000 copies that we, um, bought and, and we, we printed, excuse me. And the thing is in South Africa, a bestseller is 5,000 copies for nonfiction. Wow, so damn. literally it's the most uh, amazing thing that has, that has happened. But the book sort of went huge because I spoke about builders and how, um, you know, you get Upudmandla, who's going to do the pool, who's going to paint, who's going to, <laughs> do everything and the truth of the matter is that you can't do you know you can't do everything and a lot of people want to renovate their, their homes to make them better but so many of us see houses in the hood that are not complete you know mm. where it's leaking and people are still like waiting for somebody to to finish uh, the renovations i just wanted to know from you and if you look also at tv trends so many shows about 
renovations, about homes, about, and, and you can tell this is a huge thing globally, not just in so, South Africa. What would you say are some of the things, um, which people should be looking at? If somebody's listening right now, and once again, you can catch us on cliffcentral.com and they're thinking, I want to get into property. What are some of the trends in property at the moment? Well, currently there's a lot of opportunities where people can get involved on a commercial side. Okay. okay? Uh, it's an element where um, there's a new charter that has come in now and the property charter has been signed off, which is a legal document that says that all the listed companies and unlisted property assets that are owning billions and billions of real estate should be able to have at least 26% of, uh, there must be 26% be owned. Mm. So there's opportunities there for Stockfell groups to get together and actually go and approach the guys like Artec or who owns Mall of Africa and go there and say, listen, we're a group of women. We, we, we want to get into real estate. We've saved ourselves a million rand. We want to get funding from the likes of PIC and we want to buy shares into your business. And I can tell you that now most of those listed companies are looking for groups like that. That's one of the opportunities that one can ah. get into. There's obviously an opportunity now where the Minister of Human Settlements has a, a backlog of over a million, million properties that they need to build for affordable housing. Okay. And there's opportunities there for us facing the, I think we're in Women's Month already. Yes, we are. By the way, happy, happy <laughs> Women's Month, everybody. Yes, yes. So there's opportunities for women in construction that women can get involved in building, getting involved in building of this RDP houses and constructions and renovations. So again, we, as part of Big Giving Back, but this is also part of business, we've created a new fund called the South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund, SAHIF. And basically what it does is it's a mezzanine finance where if you go and you get a contract with the municipality um, as a young black South African and you don't, you do not have the money nor the skills to be able to do renovations and do painting mm. and all of those things, we will come in and actually give a mezzanine finance to say you've got a tender for a thousand units to build, but government can't give you money before you build. So we'll come in and say, we will invest, say you need two, three million rand. We'll give you the two, three million rand for you to actually go and deliver the savings. And when you get in, when you, and then you can invoice and be able to be paid. But as part and parcel of that, we then have mentors that come from different industries being, um, painting, construction or renovation that can be able to mentor you as project managers to make sure that you do sure, the proper things. So one of the things that you, but this is a condition for us to be able to borrow you the money. Okay. But as you were saying, we, we want to make sure that as black people, we can be able to, to be in a position where if you have a renovation of a home that you're doing in Soweto, you complete it in a way that, um, the quality is there so yes. that we can still support each other as black people because that is what we're scared of because people just don't do the right job. Yeah. So hopefully the small things that we're trying to do in the industry can be able to make a, a difference. I think there is no doubt that those things are going to make a difference. I, I think, uh, I mean, I want to talk about mentorship, but I think a huge part of it is that people are, have the natural ability to do something, but not the skill 
to to do it properly if mm. i'm making any sense like a lot of people will know how to do simple things like paint and whatever but they don't know it's Jack like the fun yeah exactly master the master of none, of none. Yes. and part of it is knowing how to master something because you can only do better once you have mastered something so as riley was 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 saying it is women's month and uh next week uh wednesday um is uh women's day i'm going to be having uh two great uh, uh women in property because we we've got to talk i mean we've got to talk about the ladies are doing the most mm-hmm. um and Porsche and are going to be here chatting to me and i'm just incredibly excited to have ladies talk to me about what it is like to be in uh, uh real estate in in this country one of the people i admire is oprah and she's got like a ranch here and a house here and a apartment there and one of the things you said to me Riley is a lot of the people with loads of money in the world have invested in property in some way and <laughs> and it's becoming increasingly clear that um the, the this is this is this is the way i mean obviously i'm not saying everybody must now go and try and get into property mm. but it, it it is an incredible investment to to but you know what i actually wanted to know like how do you go about like buying an island because <laughs> like I always see that on like TV and stuff. You want to be like Richard Branson? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't ha- know the actual engine story, uh, the the engine background of yeah. all that works. But I can tell you now that in, generally, in a country, land belongs to government. Yeah. So, for example, when you're doing mining, that asset uh, or those minerals belongs to government. So oh, you yes. need to apply. And get a prospecting rights to be able to mine. So my my my, my layman language uh, thinking on that part of buying an island will be to say that you'll apply with government to say mm. I've identified this island. Mm. Nobody's using it. Can I get a 99 year lease so mm. I can work on it? Then government can give you that 99 year lease. But generally people will say, well, I own an island because then they've got a lease. Yeah. I don't uh. think they actually can get a title deed because. Oh yeah. You know, it would have been belonging to government, but yeah. you can turn it lease into a sale. So if, if that specific government can allow you to buy that island, then you can do that. So I think most of them will be on a 99 year lease. Okay. I can tell you now that in South Africa, I don't think we've got a lot of people on the island. <laughs> <laughs> try, try and go and buy the Robben Island now. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. A lot of politics. Exactly. Uh, but if you got a concept and the chance that the municipality of Cape Town, uh, will be the the, the the owner of that island, yeah. and uh, they can allow you to do some stuff if if there was no activities on that specific. Yeah, if it, like nation, yeah? If, okay. if it wasn't like a national, if it was a national monument. Yeah. You spoke about uh, mentorship. Can you tell me about who mentored, who has mentored you over the last fifteen plus years of your career? You know, Larato, I'm glad you asked me that question. I think. You know, the word role model, we all take it very light. But, you know, if if you're coming from Kokasi or anywhere, I mean, how do you know that you could actually um, own a, a, a beautiful property in Sandhurst? How, how do you know? Imagine yourself. You, I was born in a village and uh, in Limpopo called Mokwaseli. And I got exposed to stuff in Johannesburg through my dad when he was working here. My brother went to go study in the U.S. He got a buzzer during those times of apartheid. 
when he got back, he was my role model. Mm. And I spent a lot of time with him. He, he got back, but obviously because he has worked hard and studied hard overseas, when he got back here, the opportunities for him. So he obviously started to stay in the suburbs and all of those things. Mm. And I got exposed to that. And I mean, I remember him, you know, doing nice landscaping at his home. And, you know, at that time I was still in high school and I'd be like, you know, wow, this is what you can actually do. You can yes. actually spend hundred thousand on landscaping on your house because you're adding value into your property, not, not just to show off, but to make sure that. So role model. So my, one of my role model was my brother mm. and it still is. Mm. And, um, he, he mentored me. He, he gave me the, the, the light. I could see sometimes you don't even have to talk. You just have to look at a guy, you know, if, if your role model is in, it's a celebrity or a singer, you just see what they do and sometimes they don't even have to talk, but it'll say something to your heart to say, wow, I can do this. Yes. Maybe today somebody can, is probably listening and thinking, wow, I can, I can, I can own a thousand hectares because Rali is young, he's 37 and he does own land. I could probably be able to do that. Mm. And so I think, Having role models, especially as black people, goes a long way. Yes, indeed. Because that just gives you the stuff that you, wow, I can do this. I mean, I, I, uh, now I'm going to get so esoterical and spiritual, but when I interviewed you last year, I had been asking, like, I want to get into property. I think I even said it to you too. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, my former producer, Bashida Mabisi said to me, Oh, we have a guest who's coming up. And you sat across from me and I remember during the musical breaks, <laughs> I said to you, you were sent to me because yeah, yeah. sometimes it's not a straight line to who's going to mentor you. Sometimes, as you say, you don't even meet them. You don't sit with them. Mm. But, and I'm very lucky that I can with you. Mm. But for a lot of people, it's just people from afar. You know, the, the, the thing about mentorship is that you can watch somebody be themselves and that can inspire you. Um, and so now, as you established, I think the role models and mentorship doesn't stop. Who are the people? Okay, you don't have to name names, yes, but who yes. are the people right now? Yeah, who are sort of your big brothers, your big sisters, the people who are going to help you get to the next level? And we'll talk about bef- before we go what the next level will be for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, currently where I am now, I I, I want to build my business in a way that I can obviously list it in the in the stock market. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple of one or two players, and you know, we bless it, we bless it. By the <laughs> way, we bless it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. But uh, I mean, we've got quite other black role models in the industry that are doing very well. I mean, if you look at the likes of Cesar and Gebulana, who's got a, is probably the first black guy to list a property fund. Mm-hmm. He's doing very well. He's got uh, probably a, ma- a market cap of over 28 billion, if not more. And, and he is worth 400 million just in case you're interested. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> and, and so those are some of the people that are our role model. But, you know, we, we all have find ways on how to get to the same place. So coming to your studio this morning, I had to, my driver had to go another way and I said, listen, you have to do a U10 because Lorata is waiting for me. Let's go this way. So we got here. So the point that I'm trying to say is that there are different ways to get to the same place. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that if Riley started by selling, selling Bureau of Rolls, 
um, that you must do the same. Doesn't mean that rally is into the real estate where he sells houses. I'm a sell houses. You could start now with big opportunities mm. where, where, where we become bigger than ourselves. So I'm quite excited. So I have one or two role models that I look up to, but I'm at a stage where now. Don't be modest. Don't be <laughs> modest. You know, it's, yeah. it's about. You know, I think I know where I could go and yes. what I could do. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw you. I, did you see really like trying not to sound no, talking? Uh, I always say, uh, I always quote my Angelo who said that modesty is for liars. So if you've worked very hard for something, uh, acknowledge it. For those of you who've just uh, tuned in, you've missed 45 minutes. Where have you been? Oh, yeah. um, this is Living It Up with Lerato Shabala. My guest today is actually also the man sponsor. The show, his name is Rali Mampewule. You can go to uh, Rali uh, Mampewule.co.za to learn more about him, the learnership, the Rally Property Club, and and connect uh, uh, with the man. Find out more about him and the things that he's doing. Over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be, I'm going to have one of my favorite interior designers, one of the most respected interior designers uh, in the country, Ntabi Tawukubong, here with me talking about how you can spruce up your house and make it gorgeous and great. We're going to have different people telling you how not only to buy property, keep property and make money of it. So, Riley, yeah. what haven't you done that you would like to do? And I'm just—I just mean in in general. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. That, wow, that's an interesting question. Um. I think, I, I think it depends from the business point of view or from personal. Both. Private, both. Mm. So, so, so I think one of the things that I haven't done is to really spend time with my family in a way that will have some real good memories. So one of the things that I want to do is just take a whole month and actually travel the U.S. with my family. That's lovely. And oh. just take off. Um, I've got friends of mine who don't work on Mondays. You wow. know, because they've just done so well for themselves. And <laughs> I want to really thinking. <laughs> I'm really thinking of doing something like that. You know, so it's quite interesting. But on the business side... Um, what I haven't done, I haven't listed a property fund and I'm, I'm almost there. You're, you're, you're almost there. Yeah. So let's talk about, let's talk about family. You have children. Where do you find the time to even like do daddy stuff? Cause your hustle is so strong. I know that your hustle is strong. Yeah. So I think I think what's interesting, Lorado, being in real estate, and that's one of the things that made me to want to get into real estate, is that there's opportunities for you to earn what we call a passive income. Mm. So passive income is money that you earn even when you're sleeping. So if you end up working yes. hard, <laughs> yes, you know, if you end up working hard and you're owning a shopping center, either you woke up this morning or tomorrow morning, at the end of the day. Lorato selling her hair in, in that shop will make will have to make sure that they pay rent for you. So that gives me a bit of time for me to be able to spend time with my family. So I try and get home sometimes before uh, my boys sleep. And if they are sleeping, I, I normally go to their bed and check and actually give them a kiss on the head oh. and make sure that they sleep. And I, I really do that, yeah. honestly, genuinely. So 
um yeah so that's that's uh, that's quite interesting so the industry actually does allow you to do that because of the pet the nature of the passive income you will need to work hard to put the opportunities together and once you've done that you can then be able to sort of step back and and projects come as and they go and yeah. and 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 they then produce you the the passive income to be able to have time to spend with your family. Yeah, which I think is what everybody wants. We 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 want the hustle to be strong and straight, but we also do want to have downtime. Yeah, because I mean, you know, sound all cliche, but what's the use of having money and you don't have the time? Exactly. So you will see. I don't know if I told you that I, I'm not going to be here obviously when you when you're having your two guests, but I'll be yes. listening because you guys are, you know, dot <laughs> uh, com. So yes, I'll be yes. So I'm going to Spain with my boys and family. Fantastic. And what we're gonna do? We're just gonna watch the. I, I don't. I'm not even a big fan of soccer, but my boys love soccer. Yeah. So we're going to watch watch uh, Messi and Ronaldo. Wow. I think so the 14th of August, but I'm leaving on the 8th. So we'll be there for seven days. So I'm taking off. So that that gives me a bit of time. Again, my business will be running. While I'm spending time with, with, with everybody at home. And, 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 and like Riley says, we are com is cliffcentral.com. You can listen to us whether you are in Victoria Island in Nigeria or Brooklyn, New York or Joburg, South Africa. You can listen to us anywhere and you can uh, get the podcast on cliffcentral.com anytime. So, um, what are some of the, Places you've enjoyed going to. Traveling is is one of the things you and I share as a as a passion. Um, So, what are the some of the places that you think? Oh, places that you keep going back to. Yeah, look, I mean, I mentioned earlier on. So, I've done the US a couple of times and uh, the different cities simply because when you're there, the guys just motivate you. Yeah. (laughs) So, I went to different states for different workshops in real estate on my own. Yeah. Obviously, not much with family. We've probably done it once, but. The key thing is that I like to go to places that when you get back, you look back, you say, wow, this is so motivation. Why can't we have this in the country? Why can't I do that? So the typical Dubai, I mean, I mean, obviously once you go a couple of times, can get a bit uh, tiring. Te- yeah, tedious. But yeah. the first time around, you get motivated, you get back, you're like, wow, look at what these guys have done mm. as a country. So why can't we do that? So I've done that. But one of my best trips that I've ever done was uh, was actually traveling to an island in Hawaii. This was an wow. American highland in Hawaii. You almost go around the world. It's so far, but it's such an amazing place. And I, it's such a coincidence that that's where Obama. Well, I was about to say that's where President Obama holidays. comes yeah, from. It's a yeah, beautiful place. Yeah. yeah. I, I was about to say that 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 is <laughs> very as they yeah. used to as they used to call. I wanted to yeah. also ask: um, Have you been to Hong Kong? I haven't been to Hong Kong. It's actually my next place that I'll probably want to go. I got a friend of mine who goes there quite The real estate is booming that side. And I think it was actually beautiful seeing how they had like 50 buildings or so in town just developing Hmm. amongst like another hundred of those. Wow. It's crazy. No, no, I've been told that and it's definitely a place that one must go check it yeah, out. Yeah, I also haven't been. It's, and, it's, um, it's in the, it's in the top five uh, places that, yeah. that, that, that I, I, I should see. So you know, right, I like listening to music. You know, we're speaking, you know. We, we were, okay. I was about <laughs> to actually ask you about, cause a lot of people, you, you heard our, our show opener is, is, is funked up and <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's funked up thanks to Teddy, but it's also funked up because 
both you and I, Riley, as you said, we're 37, we're young, yeah. we're hip hop listeners, and music is a huge driver in terms of uh, telling people about, you know, what Jay Z says about I could have brought this property and it would have been X amount, you yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, music is a huge thing. Yeah. So 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 one of the things um, is that you know, for me, traveling and maybe looking at investing in overseas. You know, this hip hop star, sometimes you just listen to what they say. And, uh, I mean, uh, I drive like a Maybach. One of the things that made me to buy a Did Maybach. Did you hear that? Because he just, he just <laughs> made it to the screen. <laughs> you hear your this. rapper, but you, but, yes. But listen to this, because the rapper rapped about it, and that motivated me to sort of look at that. So, one of the things that I do besides listen to what cars they drive is to listen where they're buying the properties. Mm. Um. You know, so you'll hear Ricky Ross just spoke about in one of his album now that he's bought a property in Dubai mm. and it's all about the hype sometimes in yeah. real estate yeah Maboneng is about the hype yeah it's about everything and that's real estate so I'm um, I'm starting to look at those type of areas where people are talking about Toronto Dubai oh, or whatever nice. yes you know? so yes nice. so 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 it's quite interesting for me to listen to that so um, you know, it can't just be all about hard money and this. <laughs> yes. You gotta have fun. Yes. So I really enjoy um, what Teddy has done as well in the music side <laughs> to do with real estate. And I see a lot of rappers these days, even in South Africa. Yes, are starting to rap about real estate. AKA, yes. he, he speaks about real estate. He doesn't only speak about the fancy cars. Mm. So it's quite interesting that, um, and 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 that's how it should be. Yeah, and we actually wanted to get AK on today, but he was so busy. Uh, he. He didn't manage to make it on the show. I mean, even somebody like a Casper Nuvez who's just also bought um, f- uh, property for his family. You've got DJ Euphonic um, who um, also invests in property. It is it is a thing for everybody's realizing how important it is to yeah. to invest, but also to have fun. Yeah. To have fun. So one of my friends owns um, an apartment in town, like a penthouse in town. Wow. And uh, he renovated it himself as like a bachelor. He's 40, he, 40 plus. He, he did everything himself. And he's managed now to take an entire year off because he he's the house is on Airbnb. Hmm. So... All the internationals who, who who pay in dollars and and, and, and pounds come here, and he, he literally is making money in sleep in his sleep, yep. and you know he's not able to enjoy his life and take some time off because he made that investment. And here's the other thing: he didn't actually spend loads of money. He went mm. to the same shops that we all uh, go to, you know, the Mister Prices and ever. Did slight renovations and some great furniture and took some imag- magical pictures. And no, I mean, to be, to, to charge people in dollars for a yeah. house in Joburg, that is so smart. And that's the thing. You've got to surround yourself with people who, who make you, um, mm-hmm. no, realize. No, definitely. I mean, um, so real estate is really one of those industries that can make a difference in your life. Yeah. I mean, so as I told you when I was a youngster, it was also to say which industries are people making the real money, you know? Yes. So mining came up and real estate was 
was one of the top mm-hmm. and um and that's one of the 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 the, the industry that that I really thought that we could do so it can make a difference in your life i i think it will make a huge difference in your life and as i say over the next couple of weeks we will be um live from 10 until 11 on wednesdays talking about how you hashtag bring back our land can also get into uh real estate whether it is whether you're a builder whether you're it's decorating everything you need to know the trends this is the show that you're gonna have to listen to um we are live on cliffcentral.com as i said to you leaving it up with Lerato Shabla is brought to you by Rally Properties. Go to rally-mampewule m-a-m-p-e-u-l-e dot c-o dot z-a to get more information on how you can be part of the Rally Property Club as well as uh, find out more about the learnership. We are going to sign out now uh, and we will see you next week. Rally, it has been amazing having you here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Lorato. And um, I'm just going to force myself as and make you my mentor. <laughs> no problem. Because <laughs> I'm also trying to drive a Maybach. Make hey. no mistake. You ain't got to tell me twice. No, you know what I'm saying. Hey. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> it has been good uh, to have you hang out uh, uh, with us. We hope you feel inspired today that you also are capable of um, getting your 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 slice of the the property mm-hmm. uh, uh, market and uh, real estate in this country. We're going to play it for you one more time so n- you know we're trying to invest um, uh, on property. And we will catch you next week on cliffcentral.com. Like I say, 10 to 11. My name is Lerato Shabala. Thank you so much to you, Rally Mambo. Thank Mambu. you. Mambu. Bye, everybody. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. This is CliffCentral.com.